Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Ball and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hey, Patrick, how's it going today? Good, Jeff. How you doing? It's a fine, bright morning. Man, is it beautiful out or what? I know, right? Makes up for Thursday and Saturday. (laughs) Yeah. It's horrible. (laughs) Pretty bad. It's not even May yet. We're not even supposed to have floods until May. That's the Nashville rule, apparently. Breaking the rules now. Getting ahead of themselves. Yeah, well, they... They got a, you know, the weather's like, oh, well, we had tornadoes last March, first first week of March. We'll find out some severe thunderstorms and a little bit of tornado action. But we just, yeah. <laughs> so annoying. But yeah, we're good over here, thankfully. Um, we live kind of on a hill, so that kind of helps us out um, as far as. Being at the bottom of the hill trying to get somewhere, that's somewhere different. That's different. True. But um, as far as our house in particular, we're kind of on a hill, so it doesn't, we don't have to, we're not as concerned about flooding. Um, but I know a lot of the parts around town had issues. And, uh, you know, just Nashville in general, especially East Nashville, got hit real bad. Um, but, you know, we're just considering ourselves fortunate this go around, at least. Yeah. About the same here. We're also kind of on a hill, but I know the Mill Creek here uh, went over because the railroad track track access is on both sides. We couldn't go down for a while because my daughter didn't get dropped off to Sunday. And so because of the rain, I went and drove around just to see where Mm -hmm. her mom could come to drop her off. So um, Richard Road, they had a police SUV on the other side of the railroad track, so they wouldn't let anybody cross there. Yeah. And then going down the hill on our street, I saw people turning around. So I'm like, well, can't go that way. So I had to go out and around the back road. And everything was cool once we got to Murfreesboro Road. And then I saw saw some of the pictures and videos. I was like, had flashbacks of 2010. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But um, it wasn't as bad in Antioch this time. That's good. Yeah. As far as, for, far as I know, I haven't heard anybody say that they had any bad, any issues with yeah. flooding or anything. But Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's good. Um, hopefully, we're good for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Let it recede a little bit before we have to get another go around. Right. Because, uh, yeah, it's a bit much. Um, but, yeah, um, otherwise, you know, weather aside, good week. Uh, yesterday, uh, actually, Saturday night. So, we've been trying to get Grayson to get her ears pierced for like two Two and a half years. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, well, when I'm six. Okay, when she turns six, you're going to get, nope, I'm going to do it when I'm seven. And then she changed it to nine. And then all of a sudden, Saturday night, she's like, I know what we can do tomorrow. She's like, what's that? Go get my ears peered. I'm like, you're what? Go get my ears peered. And then started jumping up and down. I'm like, pierced. Gotcha. Yeah. She's So she talked about it for like the next hour and a half off and on. I'm like, okay, well, we'll see how she feels in the morning. So, sure enough, she woke up. She was very excited about it. So, you know, much like, <laughs> kind of like her dad, kind of just decides to do things on her own terms. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
whenever she's ready, she's ready. So and that's uh. So yeah, so we took her and she got got both her ears pierced. No problems, no crying, no upset. Just but she's that kid. I mean, she shots and stuff like that. Don't phase her a bit. All right. Be brave, and then you know she might grimace a little bit, but she ain't, she ain't about crying about all that. <clears throat> Can't. Yeah. Really Basically, when she's in the moment, it's like you yep. need to do this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. York's a little more apprehensive and was a little bit more hesitant about getting shots, and you know. But when you take the two of them together, mm-hmm. that's the key right. because neither one of them want to, you know, want to want to want to be like be the one to go. Well, I don't want to cry, but you know, in front of my, you know, little sister or my big brother. So yeah, I'm like okay. I mean, and I tell them both, you know, it's okay to cry if you want. We know, we're good. I'm like okay, and I want you to think that <clears throat> I don't want you to think it's like some sort of macho thing that you have to not cry. Right. It's okay to cry if you hurt. It hurts. But if you're crying because you're nervous, we could talk that out. True. I said, but if it hurts, yeah, obviously don't hold it back. I mean, it's okay to cry. It's not a big deal. Like, it's not some weird macho thing you got to not do. So, nah. trust me, no your, dad cries. Response. Your, cry, your dad cries all the time. You just don't see it. <laughs> your dad cries at the dumbest things, like commercials. I still, to this day, will, and I will happily talk about it, too. I cried during um, when Coward, the year Cowerpin Jr. decided he was going to retire finally. Mm-hmm. And he was in that Coke commercial. And he was just standing out, uh, staring at the field. And uh, his daughter comes out of the, dog, the dugout and says, Dad, are you ready? And he kind of looks around and goes, yeah, I think I am. Dude, I just freaking bawled my eye. Uh, like, I was just... And I was a fan, but I wasn't, like, a diehard freaking... But I... You know, I was a fan because I appreciated everything he had done for the for the sport and everything yeah. and what he meant, you know, what he meant to baseball. And it just, oh, God, it just tears just went down my eyes. Still, yeah. and I bet if you put it on right now, I'll still just, like, before, it, like, as it's starting, I'll probably just go ahead and start crying because I already know the end. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that guy. I'm sorry. Stupid shit like commercials will, certain commercials will make me cry. <clears throat> so. Considering the way it was presented, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But they pulled a Pixar move before Pixar probably existed. Straight up. <laughs> they were Pixar before it was Pixar. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's who they got it from. Mm. Ah, tug at the heartstring. There yeah. we go. Oh God, it was like up, except it was in baseball. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> up, but do up, but a Coke commercial with a baseball player. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Done. <laughs> we don't even know what up is. <laughs> What's like? What's like why are you referencing that? Yeah, ah, pay no time. Pay no mind. And ignore Just go the, with it. And ignore the gray sports almanac in my back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh goodness. All right. So after watching the Snyder Cut several times now. Sorry, at least three. I won't go like I've seen like a dozen and I haven't watched anything at all. Um. But watching it enough that I've gone back and always started it, gone back and always started it several yeah. times at this point and not maybe not finished it. I've got questions. So everybody's all excited about how good how much better, not how much better this version is compared to the as you put it, or as the internet put it and then you told me, the the 
Justice League. I almost yeah. screwed up too. Um, um, but Whedon's version and basically how much better it is. And now, you know, they can't just, now people can't just be happy with that. They now want a David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad yeah. as if that's really going to improve that movie. Now, if it was small things, okay, maybe. But the problem with Suicide Squad was not really like it was missing something. I mean, other than it was missing an actual villain. Because Enchantress True. really wasn't really a villain. She was, I guess you could say, coerced by the entity that's inside her, I guess. I don't know. Overtaken. Anyways, it was a crap villain. Yeah. Or something that was supposed to, you know, that was supposed to symbolize a villain. Unless they pulled, unless they pulled a Justice League and took a villain completely out of the movie <laughs> and just mm-hmm. left her with, and just left the movie with just Enchantress as your, as your antagonist, then there's no reason to get a different cut of that. Especially when, as we will talk about in trailers, there's already going to be a new one coming out. True. So why are you... So it's not like... It's not like with the Snyder Cut, we're not getting another Justice League. Especially not com- not one that's coming out this year. Right. So the last thing you should really be asking for is just for a different cut of a movie that's just one that it was okay, mediocre at best. Um, right. With the worst Joker performance I've seen. I'm sorry. I don't even care. I mean, Still. Grant, his Snyder Cut version was even different than than the, his appearance in the Snyder Cut was significantly better, although it's just his character from The Little Things, just with makeup. Minus that, the tattoos. Nightmare that, Joker does not have the face tattoos. And the, but the laugh it. is still the same. Yeah. Because as soon as he started laughing, I was like, ah, Ugh. you almost had it. Ah, we were almost there. <laughs> <laughs> almost there man you almost and then the suicide squad the unrated version of it is slightly better you know yeah. it adds more to it so it's like eh, that yeah that's probably as close as you're gonna get to a david air cut and it's, yeah. it's it's better i did enjoy it better more so than the original so that's right. it and they're pulling from it i mean as well i guess we can just cut to that anyways um but it's it's gonna be better because it's you know it's Directed by James Gunn, it's gonna written and directed, and he's just like he did with Guardians. He's taking a group of characters other than other than like um, King Shark. I always keep wanting to say Killer Shark, but King Shark. Other than King Shark and like Harley Quinn, everybody else is like, who are these people? Like, who are these right. characters? Oh, and Boomerang. Captain Boomerang's coming back. Um, is the only other one that's. He's the only one that's other than Harley that's coming back and Rick Flag. Yeah. So yeah. those are the only three from the Ayer version that are coming to this one. And Viola Davis, but she didn't really count because yeah, she's, she's the, the one team. she's running. She's, she's running the, the team. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so it's uh, but yeah. So it it's taken these group of char- these characters that are like, who are these guys? Which makes it more interesting because now you need to find out who these idiots are <laughs> that are in this, you know, that are in this squad now. Like, uh, but it's got a huge, amazing cast, so I don't see how they can screw it up too, too much. 
too too much. That's um. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to write down the date that's coming out. I think it's August, isn't it? I want to say like August 9th. I want to say it's August 9th. I don't quote me on that. <laughs> I'm not quoting you. I'm quoting myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a. I don't know. It it looks interesting. It'll be fun at the very least. I'll be entertained. And honestly, I think that's all you can ask for from. Uh, that's all you can really ask for from a Suicide Squad movie. It's just to be entertained. Not looking for anything. It's not a Marvel movie. You're not looking for anything like really in depth. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe some character development. You know, one can hope. Yep, yeah. August six, yeah. not nine. So the nine upside down. I mean, you know, if if it's not a lot of studio involvement, and James Gunn's able to do James Gunn. Yeah. Then it should be fine. Otherwise, it'll be another Marvel director coming over to DC and ruining. <laughs> Oh god. But instead it's his 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 from the ground up. It's not like he comes in to finish it. He actually was he right. wrote it, directing it. So it, I've got confidence in it being good. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So we'll see. Um yeah. and then so again, kind of going back to so after I watched Justice League, um I went back and watched Aquaman. Because I still had there were, I still felt there were some inconsistencies. Because my main question is, where does the Aquaman movie fall? Fall, you know, in the timeline of Justice of Snyder Snyder Cut's Justice League, because um, I can't figure that out. <clears throat> I'm <laughs> racking my brain still, mm-hmm. um, even after watching Snyder Cut and then watching Aquaman. I'm like, I still because in Snyder Cut, he's at least met Mara. And knows who she is. But in Aquaman, they're like meeting for the first time. Like she knows of him, but it's like they've never met before. So I don't know if they got some sort of like aqua amnesia or what. Yeah. I like mean, in their ears and that. <laughs> in the 2017 version, you know, she doesn't like she knows who he is. He doesn't know who she is. It's more like a pre and just right. like, hey, you need to come and help because of this. And he's like, nah, I'm out. Yeah. But in the Zack Snyder version, it's like, yeah, we have more of a connection. So now that intro in Aquaman is kind of like, okay, what's what's the deal? Yeah. So I'm yeah. curious. I would like to know more about that. Like the yeah. decision about, like, are they going off of Snyder's? Are they going off of basically just the, the Whedon version? So to kind of help build on the script and awesome. without any... You know, thinking that the whole Snyder stuff's not going to come to light, it just it just causes some inconsistencies. Yes, for people that actually, you know, for people that actually give a shit about continuity and stuff, um, which to me, I don't care as long as it's entertaining. I understand the history behind all of this, but you know, as far as a storyline, trying to right. develop more of a storyline and kind of move things forward, it does now cause some inconsistencies and in continuity but that's just kind of then i guess me trying to sort through all that so yeah <sighs> i noticed one big thing i may have mentioned it last week when we were talking offline about mm-hmm. something that 
he sees in the second Snyder version that he doesn't discover until the end of Aquaman. I'm like, I'm like, okay, so he knew about this, but Aquaman, he had no clue until you know his mom told him basically. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, he, so yeah, obviously I'm like they based Aquaman off Josh Whedon's version of the movie. Yeah. Whereas if Zack Snyder's version came out, it would have been more related to that. Then Aquaman right. probably would have had a different story. Yeah. Probably. At least slightly different. Yeah. Um, so should we get a, another version of Aquaman? <laughs> oh, God. Well, I mean, we're getting a sequel. I think we're good enough there, man. Yeah. Maybe they'll do a flashback. <laughs> It'll be a... Or, you know, the way it ended, maybe Flash kind of tweaked tweak some things. Maybe. His, yeah. I don't know. It'll get, I mean, it doesn't matter. When Flashpoint hits, everything's going to change anyways. True. Which is why you're not going to get a new Justice League and a new anything else because Flashpoint will change. Reset Flashpoint it all. will change the timeline on everything anyway, so it's not going to really matter. True. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. So. Yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> what? I mean, X Men's timeline's been so messed up, so yeah, just par for the course. <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and, since we're still talking about superheroes, <clears throat> kind of delve into Falcon and Winter Soldier a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of this week's? I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, you still had like one main action sequence with the uh, eighteen wheelers, which was which was great. I still don't like this new this new Captain America. Like oh. even with it, even with his little little backstory that the news the news reporter gave about what his achievements were in the military, I was just like, yeah, yeah I still don't like him. <laughs> I don't care. I don't like him. But um, you know, he's got his own little sidekick. Which who has a history in, in Marvel comics, which I learned, which I didn't know about before. Who's his uh, psych- I don't think I've ever heard a psychic his psychic's name mentioned. Yeah, um, I think it was Battlestar. I mean, apparently he's in the comics as Battlestar. Okay. But um, and I just yeah. learned that recently, you know, based on the episode. Gotcha. And then, you know, we got another piece of history that, um. Bucky kind of kept secret because, yeah. you know, the guy's already dealt with a lot. So he had another, I guess, super soldier that yeah. actually went against Bucky and pretty much handled him, <laughs> per his words. Per his words um, in 1951. Yeah. Um, we learned that Bucky read The Hobbit when it first came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right. <clears throat> well, how do you know about that? It's like, yeah, how do you know about Read The Hobbit when it first came out in 1937? Yeah, like, it just came huh. out. Cool. He <laughs> burned him. Yep. It's like you're right. He's like he knew it before it was cool. <laughs> hipster <Yes>. Bucky. <laughs> there you go. Uh, hipster Bucky. But I mean, they they tackled some things that I guess you wouldn't expect Marvel or any comic book movie to really well movie wise to address. You know, they address a lot of things in the comics. Yeah. But um, you know, they had the scene with the cops pulling up when Bucky and Sam were arguing and the whole. Give us your ID, and Bucky's like, "Go ahead, just give me your yeah. ID, man." It's like, you know, do you know who it is, who he is? And they realize who he was. Like, oh man, I'm sorry. And and yeah. then the reversal happened, you know, as far as who gets arrested. But, but um, but it was cool. It's just it's different in its own way. It's um unique. Yeah, you know, we're still figuring out where they are 
during you know after all this the blip and everything and yeah yeah but biggest thing is i just don't like that new captain america <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's good. I like that because you know he's doing his job, as far as the character and acting. Yep. And um, yeah. Well, I, just, uh... I like. I think it's a smart choice. They took, so they took uh, one of Kurt Russell's offspring. Uh, so the new Captain America is played by Wyatt uh, Russell. Looks just like Kurt Russell. I mean, it's doppelganger kind of, you know. Yeah. Kind of thing there. <clears throat> and uh, I like, I thought like I obviously didn't recognize them in in that first episode, but when they started kind of showing them in the second one, I'm like, oh okay, I know who that is. But um, I like how he is playing it though, because he's trying not to be the next cap, but he's playing basically like the <clears throat> like an understudy, <laughs> Captain America yeah. understudy. I was like, yeah, I'm not big, I'm not strong, but I've got all these. He's got his own special set of skills, and yeah. that he can use. Yeah. But, and I like that. Um, <clears throat> they're really trying to show Bucky trying to reform himself, like character development that that way, and that watching <clears throat> this interview on TV with the new Captain America, and he's got all this like reserved frustration that he's trying to like process and just. Yeah. yeah, which is part of what, you know, he, part of the friction between him and Sam is right. the fact that Sam gave up the shield because Sam felt he wasn't worthy just to give it to somebody who they initially feel, <clears throat> you know, is even less worthy than the two of them. Like, it just shows you that that, that was their agenda. Like, we got to figure out a way to get him to give up the shield so we can do this. Or maybe they just got the idea after getting it. You know what? We still need somebody out there that can embody, represent, the, yeah. represent the, the image. And, you know, Sam's like, I didn't know that was going to happen. Right. But it's the government. Yeah. <laughs> and, just, you know, then another thing, you know, it's like, do they want a black Captain America? It's like, right. probably not. So they want somebody yeah. that looks similar to Steve Rogers. And that's kind of the undertone here, which I think they'll reveal, like. Yeah. At this time, you know, we got four episodes left, so You're right. There's still time for him to go into it, and um, but yeah, I was just like, yeah, he, he. I think he mostly gave it up because if he did it, it would create more problems than solutions, because nobody really knows Falcon other than yeah him. They're like, oh, he's Captain America now. Yeah, that's that's not gonna go over so well. All right. Yeah. All I'm picturing is Indiana Jones going. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the therapy Maybe that's session. What Bucky's thinking, <laughs> right? It's like if you're not gonna wear it, you know, it doesn't just need to be in a museum. Nobody needs to touch it. He didn't yeah. give it to me because, and basically, it's like you know, he believed in you, and you do this, so it means he may have been wrong about me. So he's starting to kind of self doubt himself, like right, you know, like I'm trying to do all this reform. What's the point? <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. So it's a lot of a lot of layers here. Yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> Yeah, Marvel's getting into their feelings. That's for sure. Between this, between this show and the last one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to know that they're got two unique shows right now. So I'm just curious, like, what Loki's going to be. Right. I know. Right. Um, I think Zima will be maybe the villain for this season, but I really think the next season, because they will take the shield back, 
mm-hmm. within the season. And the villain from the next season will become U.S. agent. So this Captain America will then become U.S. agent. So and him and Battlestar will be the ones that are going against Sam and Bucky next season. That's coming, I think. If it doesn't happen this season, it's going to happen. Next. I think it's just a setup for next season. Yeah. So. I mean, we've already seen Sam in the trailers with the shield. Yeah. So at some point yeah. they do get it back. Unless that's just was a trailer footage and not right right because we all know how marvel likes to trick people yeah. with trailer footage and actual footage seen side by side right okay yeah but all in all i think i like how the season's starting off or how the show's starting off um, so next um we haven't even gotten into movies but that's okay because i we wanted to bring up that stuff plus also i told you i started watching the show which you know how the running joke lately is this could have been an email. Yeah. <laughs> this could have been a text. This show could have been a podcast. <laughs> but essentially, it's a visual podcast is how I put it. I think yeah. that's how I described it to you. Yes. So this week I started watching on Apple TV Plus a, I'm going to say TV show in air quotes. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's really no, you don't see anybody's face. Mm-mm. It's basically a collection of, I used to say, like, screensavers from, like, when you used to have, uh, what was it, the Windows Wave thing where you used to listen to songs on. Oh, yeah, the like Windows Media Player. Laptops. Yeah. 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 Media Player, thank you. Yeah. Windows Media Player, where it had, the, like, the different different uh, designs and stuff kind of go in and out. That's what this show reminds me of as far as the visual part of it. Yeah. <clears throat> So calls is, or the show is called Calls. It's on Apple TV Plus. There are ten episodes. They they range from fifteen minutes to I think I want to say like twenty four somewhere around there. They're very short, nonetheless. Yeah. I mean they're brief. They're brief. They're brief episodes. It's easy you to binge. Easy. Um. They. It's mostly. It's all audio. I mean it's. I mean, it goes by what the show is called, calls. Yeah. It is about phone calls that between two, possibly three people. Um, sometimes more. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Not very often. Um, yeah. But most of the times. And it's a bunch of A slash B list actors do, portraying the voices of the characters. Yeah. Each episode is different, but the common theme is that basically if Twilight Zone were I mean, I know they've updated it for one of the channels, CBS. But if they took that and turned it into a 15 to 20 minute podcast, that would be this show-ish show. Yeah. I'll just say it's a show. I mean, it's a show, but you know, it's... I would rather it be... I mean, it could just as easily have been a podcast and you wouldn't have... True. Been you wouldn't have felt cheated, I guess is a good way to put it. It's almost um, like when they air podcasts on YouTube where you just have an image and you have the sound, but here's right. just visual representations yep. of sound waves, maybe. We just put it that yep. way. Yeah. Pretty much. Yep, pretty much. Um that's basically the show, but it'll it'll have who's talking on what side and they'll actually have it typed out what they're saying. Yeah. Um kind of like a night whenever you have when if you ever watch any of those old shows that used to show like 911 calls and it shows the, you know, what they're saying in case you can't understand it. Yeah. So basically there's some sort of 
some sort of phenomena going on that's affecting time and um is affecting time and the it's interfering with like phone calls and and the way different things are occurring in people's lives it's basically the podcast starts out as one thing and ends completely on the (laughs) on its head i mean it gets flipped real quick too and you'll start it'll start with like a couple getting ready to that's having relationship issues one's cheating on the other and you know they're going through he's talking to two different people and then you find out there's some supernatural phenomenon thing going on and then the show in the episode ends in a completely different ball field yeah it is yeah it it is amazing it's it is definitely worth worth a watch or listen whichever um you could be doing other things as long as you're able to listen according you know listen as long as you're able to listen to it you don't have to necessarily watch it i guess is a good way to put it you know like a podcast I mean, there there are some visual are some. cues with the pattern, right. but it's not that important to. It's, it's not it's, it's not an intricate part of the story. No, it's but, um, but uh, I did get some get some Final Destination vibes also along with yeah. the Twilight Zone because it's like if you change something, then something else is going to happen that's even worse than what the original event was going to be. Exactly. So I was like, man, like there's just no getting around, <laughs> no getting around. No, it. you had it. Yeah, you can't cheat the system, sort of, no. so to speak. It's got to play out through its natural. Oh, like from Fantasy Island, it's got to play out through its natural. Right. Whatever. It's got to go through uh, a natural course. Yeah, the show is written and directed by Fede Alvarez. I think it's how you, or Fed, maybe the E silent. I don't know. F E D E, Alvarez. Uh, just to kind of get, kind of list off some of the voice actors for the show. I, not in any certain order. Uh, Aubrey Plaza, Clancy Brown, Rosario Dawson, Mark Duplass, Paul Walter Hauser, Nick Jonas, Joey King, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Lily Collins, Judy Greer, uh, Danny Houston, Riley Keough, Stephen Lang, uh, Jaden Martell, let's see here, Karen Gillan, um, Pedro Pascal, Danny Pudi, Ben Schwartz, <laughs> like it's, it is nice. re- Jennifer Tilly. I mean, it goes on and on and on because there's so many amazing, vo- <laughs> amazing uh, actors that are doing this. And you know what the best thing about this, you can easily do this <laughs> during the quarantine because all it is yeah. is voice acting. So all you got to do is get a microphone and talk into it. Yeah, and then the, the part of the you can have fun with it too, where you can just like try to figure out who's who the voice is. Right. Like on a couple episodes, like at least three or four, I was able to get them right. And then some of yeah. them, when I saw the cast, I was like, Oh man, okay. I, could, I didn't recognize her voice, but there was like three or four episodes where I knew at least one of the voices in each episode. Yeah. So it kind um, of made, made it fun listening. Sorry. Nine episodes, not 10. Nine. Okay. Yeah. But I highly recommend this. Um, can't remember if I posted this on our Facebook group page, but it'll be on the website too. Um, just the trailer for it to kind of give you an idea. Um, if you have a- access to the to Apple TV Plus, I would 
I would recommend it, especially if you like Twilight Zone type of storytelling in a short, com- compact amount of time. Um, yeah, I would highly recommend it because I'm hooked. Yeah, I didn't think I'd like it. I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a try. And then after like the first two episodes, I'm like, all right, I'm hooked. And then yeah. I immediately text you. I'm like, you got to try this. You got to check yeah. this out. You can get it. So, yeah, because yeah. I watched the first episode and all of. I thought I like I watched half of the second. Well, listen, watched listen to the second episode, and when I went back to it, I only had like a couple minutes left. But um, by Friday, I just burned through three more. Then I finished up Saturday. But then I was looking up. It said there was like a, a French version of this that was released in 2017 from the same studio. Oh, okay. And then this is just like the American version. Gotcha. Of course, the French version is completely in French. So, yeah, we oui, we. Oui. But um, yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, it's it seemed to be this version seems to be, um, you know, I guess reviewed well, just like the 2017 right. version of the show. So, yeah. But um, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out if you have access to it. So, so uh, just just for kicks, I checked out the I checked out the uh, parental guide. Mm-hmm. It listed under sex and nudity. It listed mild. I don't know how that works when there's no pictures on the screen. Unless some of the images shaped. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't notice but, that. Yeah, then violence and gore is moderate. Violence of Gore is moderate, which I guess audibly, Visual. you know, we describe it maybe. Yeah. But, but yeah, I just. But yeah, it's like, I'm like, sex and nudity. How does that work out on a non visual? Okay. So, that's that like a Disney nice. animated show where it's just hidden shapes that you didn't pay attention to and somebody took the time to notice it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's too much. Yeah. But I thought that was pretty funny. I I, got, I was laughing about that when I saw I'm like, uh, okay. Um, yeah, man, whatever. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, definitely check that out. Um, I would... Because it's very entertaining. I, I Yeah. It's, uh... Hopefully they'll do another season. I'm hoping. I mean, because it seems like it wouldn't cost too much to do. You know, as far mm-hmm. as... Budget wise, so just getting the voice act, remotely. I guess probably you can do it remotely, remotely, or yeah, just record your phone call conversation. You know, just or go in the studio and just have mic set up and yeah, talk. <laughs> Simple. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay. Uh, I guess it's finally time to start talking about movies. <laughs> All right. Because. All right, so I guess I get to start first this week. First, uh, oh, before I forget, um, before I, right before I delve into that, um, so people will see whenever we post pictures of our of us talking and everything. Um, I'm sporting a new shirt that um, decided to uh, do a little small business shopping and support some of our friends. Um, that have supported us. Um, so I am wearing a shirt from the King's Roost, which is a um, small business. It's actually located in California, but they will ship. Um, if you go to their page, kingsroost.com, 
Um, you'll see they'll have hours, but it also says that, you know, they've pivoted their supply supplying of the flour and grains you need to keep baking. They had the most common, commonly used flours from central milling, plus dozens of grains, many sourced directly from local farms. And then it, talk, it tells you how to navigate to the bulk grain and flour order page above to see how uh, the form works in pre-order um, if you haven't ordered before. So, and they also usually have classes um, and they have a YouTube page where they can, where it shows you how to make different things with their, you know, with their materials and how to cook different things. Um, but they also, so if you go to kingsroost.com, um, you can actually look at some, they'll have a, you know, a lot of the videos there, but if not, you can go check out the YouTube page. So I highly recommend that, um, help our friends out and check them out. And especially if you like cooking. So, you know, and then obviously I'm, I'm also supporting, um, our, our sisters in podcasting. Um, I got a strange South coffee mug, so supporting them by, you know, drinking my coffee out of that today. So, uh, the, uh, latest episode has them talking about, um, Bigfoot exotic oh, fanfic. That's what it is. Bigfoot fanfic. Okay. So uh, if you like big Bigfoot and are curious about Bigfoot fan fiction, definitely check out Strange South's new episode. It's a it's a wild one for sure. Um, all right. So movies. I watched Over the Moon because it. I've been meaning to watch it, but also it is. Um, nominated for best animated feature for the academy awards so i uh i checked it out i thought grayson would want to watch it and i uh she was too busy doing other stuff but i still had it on and she would watch it from time to time it's got a lot of music and dancing so she danced during a lot of it um but seemed to like the parts that she was watching i absolutely loved it I thought the animation was ridiculously good, like ridiculously good. Like Souls is good, and it's fairly, I guess, you know, fairly lifelike and everything. And it's got good music as well. I just enjoyed watching Over the Moon a lot more than I did Soul. Um, basically, Over the Moon it's on Netflix. It has a runtime of one hour, 35 minutes, so it's perfect for if you're doing a family movie night and want to watch it with your family. It came out uh, last fall. It is rated PG. Basically, uh, having grown up hearing uh, her mother's favorite legend about uh, Chang E, or Chang, apostrophe E, so change. Um, Chang E, uh, Pale Moon's goddess, uh, who lives alone on the silent celestial body, uh, pining for Hu Yi, her long-lost lover, the brilliant 13-year-old girl, Fei-Fei, is in for an unpleasant surprise. Then, as if it weren't enough, her doting father catches her off guard by making a life-altering announcement, and Fei-Fei's whole world comes crashing down around, around her. 
Now, determined to prove him wrong, Feifei sets out to build a homemade rocket and blast off to the stars to try and find out if the tale is true or if it's just a tale. So, the uh, basically, John Cho uh, voices the father. Ruthie and Mills, Miles uh, voices the mother. Kathy Ang voices Feifei. Uh, let's see here, trying to. Sandra O oh voices Mrs. Zhang. Margaret Cho voices Auntie or Auntie, depending on where you're from. Uh, Ling. And um, trying to see. And that's about, you know, um, Dr. Ken, of course, is voicing a character because Dr. Ken's in everything. <laughs> right. Um, pretty much. Pretty much. This is a very sweet, heartfelt movie that has a lot of humor, a lot of heart. It has a lot of whimsy in it. There is, it's magical. I mean, it's, it's all the descriptors. It's an amazing movie. I really enjoyed it because I love the animation in it. I love the storytelling, how they chose to do it, how it takes you on this ride through this very fantastical world that you're introduced to. It reminds me a lot of like the old Miyazaki films that you start out in a grounded world and then it takes you to this whole new world of, you know, fantastical creatures and beings and characters and to help tell a story. So I would definitely recommend this. It is very colorful. It's very bright. It's it's a lot of fun. And yes, there you know it is kind of a musical, so there are musical numbers in it. Um, but they're well done. They're not, you know, I don't think too many adults will get annoyed by them. You know, <laughs> you know, especially on, right. you know, especially if you end up uh, if the especially if you know you guys end up enjoying it and wanting to rewatch it's not going to irritate you too much i don't think um but i really just absolutely love this movie and i would definitely rewatch it especially if um, one of the kids wanted to wanted to watch it or watch it again you know i would definitely be happy with that it's i like it because it introduces us to a different how it, different cultures and their folklore and what they believe and how they express things, you know, try and give reasoning behind how the moon works and everything. So I very, very much enjoyed this one. I kind of, I honestly kind of hope it wins. It's not going to because soul win, but I really kind of hope over the moon does because it's such a great, the anim, I just can't get over how good the animation is. I just like the entire time watching is like, this is so beautiful to watch. Much mm -hmm. less, you know, the storytelling being beautiful, but also just the animation itself. So, if you got, you know, if you have time, please watch this. You don't have to have kids to watch this. This is a great story, and that uh, has great animation. So, that is Over the Moon. All right, my friend, I will let you go next. All right. Not, uh, first, but, you know, it's your turn to go next. We're All trying right. out a different format, kind of break. <clears throat> So, first movie I'll talk about is uh, The Boy Who Harnessed the Sun. 
which is on Netflix. And it came out March 1st of 2019. Uh, it has a little bit ro- longer run time of an hour and 53 minutes. It's uh, directed, directed and written by uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Awesome. And it's starring Maxwell Simba as the lead character or lead actor, um, William uh, Kemkwamba. And Chiwetel Ejiofor plays his father, Triwell. You have Lily Banda, who plays his sister, Annie. Uh, Aisa Maiga plays Agnes, which is his mom. And then Joseph Marcel as Chief Wimbe. Of course, Joseph Marcel played uh, Jeffrey on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so when I first saw him, I was like, oh, snap, it's Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. he plays the chief of the village. And um, this is... It's um so it's about it's against all odds, thirteen year old boy, in uh, Malawi, a country in Africa, invents an unconventional way to save his family and village from famine. And it's based on a true story, based on the memoir written by William Kemkwambe, oh, okay. which um, I think they had the story. At least I saw it on social media about you know a boy who uh, builds a windmill to save his village to make sure that um. They have water year-round because they experience extreme drought. Um, but uh, in this movie, we see William, who spends most of his time fixing radios for his friends and neighbors, and he searches junkyards for salvageable electronic parts and pieces. Uh, he gets an opportunity to go to school, which is kind of a rare thing because you got to have money to pay. But, of course, that time gets short because his parents aren't able to continue paying for his education, and they, they they immediately say you got to go home. You know, they might give you a couple of warnings, but if you go too far without them paying, that they're, they're going to kick you out. Um, and then you have this heavy drought that hits. So in this village, they basically uh, grow corn, and they use that as the grain, which they eat, and then they sell. You know, kind of the function. But this drought hits where. You know, of course, you can plant all you want. There's nothing going to grow without water. But before this, they get hit with this heavy rain, but they uh, kind of get flooded out because a decision is made to sell to the government the ability to cut all the trees down. And without the trees, if it rains heavy, it's going to flood because trees usually absorb most of the rainwater. But when this drought hits, they can't grow anything. They're... You know, it's very limited what they were able to grow. So they have maybe two months worth of food that they have. But because of the drought and the government pretty doing a very horrible job at putting out rations, it causes the people in the village to riot and start to steal from each other. You know, if you've got something, they're going to take it by whatever, by any means necessary. So William does kind of sneak back into school. He just avoids going into the classroom where the, the dean or the principal's there because yeah. if he sees him, he's going to kick him out. So he knows that one of the teachers talks to his sister. So he's like, you know, the teacher tells me you can't be here because you had not paid. He said, well, can you at least give me access to the library and I'll be out of the way? So he does that, but the dean still finds out and expels him. But while he's in the library, he comes across this book called Using Electricity, and he gets an idea, like if he can find a way to harness electricity and get this pump that he found work, working at the, he found a pump, a water pump at the junkyard. But if he can find a way to get power to this water pump, 
the well they have, he can use it to draw energy, pull the water out, and then they can do the irrigation of their, their field and be good whether it rains or not. Right. Um, so he notices that the teacher drives a bike, has, rides a bike that has a light on it, but it has something called the dynamo that as he's driving and pedaling, it's, it turns the dynamo, which indeed lights the light. And so he eventually is able to get access to this and he starts small by taking it to these older kids of the village that he, he was able to get in to be around them, even though Mm -hmm. he's like the youngest, but he's smart. He fixed their radio so they can watch the sports or listen to the sports. So they accept him for that. Um, But he builds like a small windmill using old batteries from their radios and he's able to function like to get the wind to turn the windmill and it produces electricity that powers the radio without well actually without the use of batteries but he needs something bigger um so he's able to get his sister to get him this dynamo but then he needs a bike to basically function as the propellant to get the dynamo working to produce the electricity but he needs to get it from his dad and his dad's like very headstrong like no this is our only form of transportation i'm not doing it and he's very diligent on trying to get this get this field back working, even though it's not, you know, there's no rain. Um, but he's ultimately able to build a giant windmill. Um, he uses the bike and he builds his own propellers. You know, he makes his own propellers and he's able to succeed at getting it working and ultimately saving the village. But it's um, it's a very well acted movie. There was a couple moments where I was just kind of, you know, a little tearjerker. Um, it's definitely something I, I would say people need to watch uh, okay. just to get a, you know, you know, kind of get a visual representation of the story of what right. happened. Um, but yeah, it's it's not it's not like it's not hard to watch, but it's just one that kind of tugs at your heartstrings a little yeah. bit. It's kind of an inspirational movie. Just shows that regardless of your situation, you keep your mind focused on it. You can do it. You can achieve anything. Uh, but that's uh, the boy who harnessed the sun. Awesome. Which is on Netflix. Cool. Uh, my next one is Wolf Walkers. This is on Apple TV Plus. This was our family movie night for the. All right. We've been meaning to watch this for. I've been. I've been meaning to to introduce this for a, a few weeks. Um, I originally had shown the the kids the uh, trailer for it to see if they'd be even be interested. If not, I'd just watch it on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, they both seem interested. I'm like, all right, well, I figured York might, but I didn't know if Grayson would. That might maybe be too scary or something. This is uh, this came out last year. This is also Oscar Oscar nominated for Best Animated Feature, which now means I've watched all of them. Onward, Over the Moon, Shaun the Sheep, Farmageddon, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. And I may have actually talked about all of them on this podcast now. <laughs> I don't believe so. I think so, yeah. And because on, Onward was the last movie that Grace and I saw in theaters before lockdown. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I know I talked about Shaun the Sheep Farmageddon. So I've now talked about all the best animated features. Um, <clears throat> so Wolf Walkers is on Apple TV Plus if you have that or have access to it somehow. Um, it is PG. It came out last year. I want to say like November, November, December of last year. It's about a young apprentice hunter and 
her family journeyed to Ireland to help wipe out the last wolf pack. But everything changes when she befriends a free-spirited girl from a mysterious tribe rumored to transform into wolves by night. Uh, voice acting by Honor Nifse, Evo as uh, Robin Goodfellow, Eva Whitaker, voice of Mabe, and Sean Bean as the voice of Bill Goodfellow. He, spoiler alert, he makes it through the entire movie. Maybe one of the few movies he actually lives through all the way through. Wow. Yeah. It's rare. It's rare. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Simon McBurney as Ward Protector. That's legit his name. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, Maria Doyle Kennedy as Mabe's mother. Maul McTeer. And yeah. So that's kind of your main characters in the film it's based on it's the it's direct or uh it's directed by tom moore and uh and ross stewart it is the third in the trilogy in the what is referred to as the irish folklore trilogy um <clears throat> the other two being the secret of kells from 2009 and song of the sea from 2014 both are really good films. If you have seen either one of those, you'll like this one a lot. I think the animation's just gotten better um, with this one. Although I really like Song of the Sea too. Secret of Kells is not bad. I mean, it's good. They were both nominated, I believe, um, for awards. <clears throat> so basically, the Oh, and it became the first animated feature to be nominated for Best International Feature at the Gotham Awards. So there's that. So basically, Sean, you know, Bill Goodfellow has been in charge, has been placed in charge to hunt down these wolves that are basically attacking uh, the farms and attacking, and they're worried, and Lord Protector's worried about the wolves making it through the wall. <clears throat> making it through the wall and attacking the people of the city. <clears throat> so he's been, so Bill Giffel has been placed in charge to go hunt down these wolves. Robin is just, is his daughter and there is just the two of them. And basically she's basically just left at the house to clean, but she doesn't want to clean and do chores. Instead, she's practicing with a crossbow, you know, and trying to get better at that. Yeah. So she can hunt. So she can go with her dad. Well, one day she gets, you know, she's a little precocious, so she doesn't stay at home like instructed. Instead, she goes out beyond the wall and has an encounter with a wolf. She gets bit, and then when she goes to bed, her something happens, and then she becomes her spirit. I guess you could say, like her body's still in bed. But her spirit transforms into a wolf. So then she's following this, not really a scent, but this glowing light to basically to the other wolf tribe. And then discovers that basically all of these, that Mabe is also a wolf. Mabe's mother is the kind of leader of the pack or whatever. But she's been, she has been taken captive. So... Mabe has been trying to go out and try and find her mom. Hence 
you know, the wolves and everything. And she can control the other wolves in the pack. <clears throat> and so it's a beautiful story. It's beautifully animated. It's just gorgeous to look at and watch. The story is amazing. You know, it's just, uh, I don't I can't say enough good things about it. I can definitely see why it's nominated. Yeah. Both kids loved it. Both kids have wanted to rewatch it. Uh, York loves the animation style. Um, also loves the story as well, but I think he's more like it's old school animation. It's not computer. It's not CGI. I mean, it's old school animation, and it's beautiful the way it's done. The textiles, the the colors, and everything are just very different than what you know we're kind of used to seeing now with CGI. Right. And just it's more abstract it's beautiful to watch and tells a great story a great adventure you really are trying to figure out who the actual bad guy is i mean you kind of know at least one bad guy and then everything else is just about you know you know it's obviously about family and trying to protect your family and do what's best so it's an amazing story um if you haven't watched secret of kill uh secret life of kills or Song of the Sea, those are great companions, especially for this one as well. So, great movie for the whole family, unless you're like, unless you're like my wife, who doesn't like it when animals get hurt or could possibly get hurt, whether it's real animals, CGI animals, um, animated animals, that she just has a hard time dealing with that for some reason, um, and she's not exactly sure why either. So she made she was. She was a trooper. She made it through about three quarters of the movie. And then she went upstairs. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to go ahead and go. Upstairs. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, but yes, definitely. If you have access and are able to watch uh, Wolf Walkers on Apple TV plus, you know, do yourself a favor, watch it hour and 43 minutes. Boom. You're up. All right. Uh, <clears throat> my next one. So another movie off of Netflix. It's an older movie that came out May 31st, 2019. Hour and 41 minute runtime. Uh, it's called Always Be My Maybe. I kind of figured you'd already watched it because I'm like, it seemed like something Jeff has watched. But yeah, I it's the first it. time. Covered it yeah. last time it came out. So, um, but yeah, just to give my two cents, I thought it was a cute movie, cute rom com. Oh. Um, and I guess this is like the second post WandaVision movie I've watched with the cast member from that <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so it was cool to watch well of course he was in uh randall park was in uh ant-man and the wasp yep. but um off the boat, you know that stuff yeah uh i think this one you know wandavision ant-man and the wasp and this is probably the only thing i've watched with him in it so i'm catching up trying to catch up on yeah. old material um but yeah but i liked it it just seemed more it seemed like really grounded realistic like something that could really happen yeah um you know you got two friends that grew up with each other and they eventually decide you know they hook up and it just makes things awkward and that causes them to kind of lose contact for like 15 16 years um sasha is now like a celebrity chef getting ready to open up her own restaurant starting in san francisco uh, eventually going to new york um and then Marcus is kind of like in the same place, still playing with the same band from high school, living at home. You know, his mom passed away, so he's taking responsibility of taking care of his dad. He feels like he he needs to. 
Um, he works with works for his dad for their business where they put in um, air conditioning units, and um, and of course they have a mutual friend that kind of brings them back together, so to speak, by having them hiring them for this job just so they can reconnect. Um, Sasha's engaged, but the, her fiance has this idea: like before they get engaged, they need to spend time apart to kind of do their thing for what six months. And try to figure, yeah, I'm just like, man, it's so dumb. And uh, it's like, but I kind of could relate to it because it's kind of like what I went through. Oh, okay. So, like, when I was married, that kind of got brought up where, like, hey, yeah, we're together, but why don't we do our own thing? And it's that it's something I never agreed with, but I was like, okay, whatever. If you feel like you need to do that, cool. And during that time for me, I just went back to hanging out with my friends, doing karaoke, going to movies more. Just doing simple stuff like that, and you know, then in this movie you see where she finds out that he's posting on social media of him with this other, I guess, well-known person, and it's like, all right, I need to do my own thing. And then, of course, Keanu Reeves appears in this and as as himself, which is yeah. more like an exaggerated version of himself, I guess. And it's he's, amazing. Is seriously yeah. one of the best, <laughs> one of his best acting, actually. Right. I was just, like, man, why couldn't he do this in Bill and Ted? Yeah. <laughs> what happened to this, this Keanu? Yeah. I mean, you just love him more and more. Yeah. It's, yeah. I liked it. Um, but, you know, of course, Randall Park, funny. Uh, Ali Wong. I just like, I like, I enjoyed their chemistry. Oh, it was uh, great. It was amazing. Even, even the, when they had the, the child versions of them, like they, yeah. they played off each other well and just continued the chemistry with them as adults. Even yeah. though it's different right, actors, right. but if you can still feel like, yeah, that's still them in adult form or kid form. Um, but it was cool. It was just, you know, I'd never seen it. I, I happened to happen upon it on Netflix, watched the trailer, and I was like, yeah, I'm feeling this. I want to watch this. So, so I checked it because out. Because there's just so much, especially during award season, there's always just so much heavy material to watch. Yeah. Like, when you're like, okay, I got to watch. I gotta, you know, I'm gonna try and watch all of these, so I have a good idea of what to kind of root for. Have a more educated, you know, uh, a more educated knowledge. So when either we talk about it or if we get asked about it, you know, we can give a better informed opinion. And it's just so many just heavy topics, and it just it kind of weighs down and kind of gets. At least for me, like I know last year was just really hard because it was just so depressing to watch a lot of these movies. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, makes you kind of feel that way, too. And so that's why, like this week, I really just kind of wanted to do movies that I thought would be more entertaining and just fun, more kid oriented um, choices. Because I know next week, you know, or this Friday is going to be Kong or Godzilla versus Kong. So I already know that's going to be fun. Yeah. And so I wanted to do something that was a little more lighthearted as I start kind of going into these like best documentaries <laughs> and you know all the stuff that's going to be heavy and not necessarily fun, but it'll be informative and it'll I'm going to be glad that I've watched it because yeah. I believe that they're important. However, it's still going to be hard to you know it's still going to be heavy and kind of hard to watch. So I, that's why I really wanted to do something kind of light and. Last week, kind of wanted to do something a little bit light. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is perfect. Always be my maybe. Um, 
You should watch the half. I should have texted you this too, but the half of it, which is also mm-hmm. on Netflix, it's another great rom-com. It was on my top 10 list uh, okay. from last year. Um, I still think people should watch More people should watch that. It's so good. Another great, just kind of lighthearted rom-com that's just fun. Kind of, you know, you don't have to, you can just enjoy it and not, yeah. when you get done, just feel upset. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're like, now I need a palate cleanser, you know, because right. you just watched the palate cleanser. So, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I, I definitely I kept it light also. I just, like, I come across some other things that was a little, I'm like, I don't want to watch that. Right. And that's kind of how I was, too. Because yeah. I had stuff to watch. Yeah. But I just didn't feel like it <laughs> at the time. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I don't know if we got time to talk about the... Yeah. Um, real quick, um... I posted this on our Facebook group page and talked about, um, kind of shared the the trailer for it. Again, if you have uh, Disney Plus, uh, there's a quick short called Burrow that's really good um, about a bunny just trying to find a home. And as he burrows down to try and build his home, he runs into people that are already living in these areas, and he mm-hmm. ends up being this whole this whole collective area. Uh, of different animals living in this one spot and he accidentally hits like a water area and water starts coming through and almost flooding the area and they need he ends up having to help get their help to kind of find a different way for the water to run so it doesn't flood everybody's house sounds familiar doesn't it (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was perfect timing (laughs) unintentional timing um but it's really well done it's super cute it's six minutes long and uh lastly loop which is just oh my gosh it is it's beautiful to watch the animation's outstanding it's about um the it's about these it's about summer camp like a canoe camp basically mm-hmm. where people learn how to canoe and these kids you know are at summer camp and learn how to canoe and this boy is teamed up with basically he gets their weight so he's his canoe mate i guess i don't know what you call it person he's got to be in the canoe with is um this girl who's a non-verbal autistic and just has a phone and she keeps repeating this tone like this it's almost like a ringtone type of thing and the two of them trying to learn how to communicate with each other on where they want to go as far as like the canoe trip um and trying to understand one another as people but also trying to have a conversation with someone that's nonverbal is not easy because you know they they have things they have to do that are a certain way and when things kind of get out of routine or aren't done a certain way they you know they kind of lose their shit more or less is probably the nicest way i could put that um and which is what happens to her but then when she finds something that calms her you know they go and repeat it's like oh you like that okay we let's go and learn how to do this and then we're kind of you know they're kind of learning how to how to work with each other more or less yeah and during this 11 minute short and i don't know how this didn't get nominated for best animated short because i dude i was like trying not you know i was i was getting the feels watching this and just understanding how important it is to kind of bring light to people that have, you know, that have autism, especially nonverbal 
uh, autism, we had a, you know, how important it is to, for people to be, especially like kids, you know, to be educated about what it's like to be around other people that, you know, other kids that are different and aren't able to communicate, you know, um, through speech mm-hmm. and how important it is to try and, you know, try and uh, understand that and that and be more accepting of it. And I think this is a good way to kind of introduce uh, young children to that, uh, you know, because Grayson, I kind of watched it. She didn't quite understand it. Um, so I was having to try and explain it as best as possible. And I think this is a good way to kind of have that conversation, kind of an introduction to have that kind of conversation. Um, I think York, York might still be too young to remember, but we had um, over at his mom's, they have a neighbor. Uh, one of their neighbors has a son that's nonverbal uh, autistic. He was a big, you know, he was a good sized kid and he had a ride and his dad had to take him for rides in the truck like all the time. Mm-hmm. Or mow the yard, like he 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 was happiest when his dad was when his dad was mowing the yard. So their yard was always mowed, right. um, and you know it's got and you just see the kind of the toll it takes on the parents. In that you know he would, whenever he would have an, uh, an out, you know when he have whenever he'd have an outburst, he would put like a hole in the, you know he'd punch a dent in the truck or put a hole in the wall, and it's so difficult to try and figure out how to best communicate and try and calm them down and, you know, to find out what they're feeling and what they're thinking. And um, I'm trying to think of how old Nathan's got to be now. He's at least got to be, he's got to be every bit of 18 or 20 now. I mean, it's yeah. been a good while. And, uh, but yeah, it's, but I definitely recommend watching loop and, you know, maybe having that talk with your kid about about this it's definitely the i think probably the first thing i've seen and um you know definitely feel it's important for everybody to watch i just more shocked that it didn't get nominated for best anyway short because it's so good i mean i liked burrow burrow's cute but this seems a little more socially important i guess and socially relevant but that's it i'm done rant over <laughs> also <laughs> but yeah take 11 minutes watch it get the feels <laughs> all right um just briefly um there's a new show on prime called invincible animated series based on a comic by robert kirkman and directed by jeff allen came out this friday past friday and each episode's about 40 to 50 minutes um it's about a 17 year old uh, Mark Grayson, who's coming into his own as a superhero, is getting superhero powers, and his dad is like the strongest superhero in the city, uh, Omni Man, and he's like the the guardian of Earth, or the main guardian. There is a guardian team that he's not a part of, but he affiliates himself with by helping them out. Um, there's like a battle that ensues involving the guardian team and him, and that guardian team gets taken out. He's the only survivor left in the coma and so mark's basically assuming the role as his dad's role trying to fight off evil and aliens and whatnot and during his first battle he gets overwhelmed but luckily for him there's like another local team that comes in to help him out in the meantime and um there's a mystery about you know how is it that omni man was present this whole guardian team was taken out but um he's a survivor so there's like a real 
kind of uh, what really happened. They're trying to figure out. Right. And by the end of these three episodes, you don't, you know, I mean, we see we see what happens, but you know, they're they're trying to figure it out. Um, but what I noticed with the cast is like you have J.K. Simmons playing Nolan Grayson, aka Omni Man, and Zazie Beats. But most of the the voice actors are like from Walking Dead. You got oh, nice. <laughs> Stephen Yin, um, Lauren Cohen, uh, Sonequa Martin Green, Chad L. Coleman, Carrie Payton, Ross Marquand plays two characters, uh, Lenny James. So I'm just like, you got Michael Cudlitz. I'm like, well, shoot, all right. All the people that's not really doing much with the couple yeah. that are still on the show, right. but and things don't quite go well. I'm not gonna say what happens to who, yeah. but um. But uh, it's a, it's good. It's a good series so far. It's not for kids. Mm, gotcha. I wouldn't say not at least not young kids. Um, because some of the, the well, slow language, but then also the animated violence is a bit brutal. Gotcha. Um, there's like, yeah, it's, it's brutal. It's it's so okay. it, even though it's animated, it's still kind of extreme. So yeah, it's like you know, Jeff, I'd watch it first to see if something. Right. You know, York probably interested in it, but I check it out first just to make sure the violence that's in it, it's okay. Okay. You know, but first three episodes, solid, really good. And it, I'm trying to watch more TV shows. <laughs> there you I've go. been doing kind of bad, you know. I said yeah. I catch up on Batwoman. I missed the last week's episode. Black Lightning didn't come back on until April 12th. And then I brought up WandaVision. I went back and I started watching um, Two Bro Girls. <laughs> Oh, okay. With, uh, <laughs> with Kate, with Cat Denning, yeah. so uh, I'm liking that so far. Um, but yeah, Invincible is definitely probably good animated. The animation's good. Voice acting, of course, is great. Um, you know, Robert Kirkman. I, I, I like to try to read the comics too, just because I've heard that it's, the comic is pretty, pretty good, and in the, and the show is pretty faithful to the comics. So I didn't read Invincible, but I believe I read kind of like the. I guess you could say like the brother or sister comic of it, uh, Superior. Mm-hmm. I did yeah. read that one, and I forgot what the other one is. That's kind of by the same. Uh, what is that? Boom Comics, I guess. I think it's doing that one. I can't remember. It's either Boom or Image. One of the two. Anyways, um, but yeah, that I, I think it's Superior that I read. I can't remember what the other one is. Um, that I really liked too, because it was kind of different, and. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I've definitely, when you said that, that was, I was like, oh yeah, I was going to watch that. I just yeah. haven't watched it yet. Um, I actually started watching, is it the, in, I don't want to forget it already. Hold on. I started watching it last night while I was doing other, other things. Um, the Irregulars on Netflix is the TV show I started watching. Um, Basically, supernatural Sherlock Holmes. Doctor okay. Watson um, basically gets these three or four teenagers to to help out. You know, a couple of them have like, or one of them um, is like a not a telepath, but something like that. Um, but like psychic or can, it's uh, got some sort of supernatural powers that can help. And it's like a I don't want to say a freak of the week, but you know, there's. It's kind of starting out like that, um, but all of it kind of goes back to a central villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, it's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Uh, York and his mom are watching Resident Alien with Alan Tudyk. 
on I forgot what channel it's on. Um, but you can find it on Hulu and or always Hulu Plus or Hulu Live, whatever that was called. Yeah. Um, so Ruth watches it. I am in the room. <laughs> I don't. I'm not really paying attention. I think it's okay, but uh, but everybody else seems to really like it. So there's yeah. also and okay. a new see new season of Nailed It. We watched that yesterday, or at least part half of it, um, or half the season, I guess I should say. Nailed It's always a good palate cleanser for anything because it's really yeah. funny. I think I maybe watched one episode. I haven't really gotten into it, but oh, oh no, I gotta. You know, get a flow for it because yeah, I don't know. Yeah, oh, I'm it's aware terrible. of it. Like, oh, it's terrible, but it's <laughs> but it's hilarious to watch. Yeah, so definitely recommend. Um, real quick before we kind of get to trailers and then close up, um, I kind of want to highlight um a little bit or always try to whenever you know as we're getting approaching closer and closer to the Academy Awards in a few weeks. Um where you can find things if you're like the more kind of hard to find uh parts of the award show like say this week uh best documentary uh for the five nominated five nominees uh the movie collective is on hulu if you are wanting to watch that uh crip camp is on netflix the mole agents on on demand I know iTunes has it, so I'm assuming Apple Plus Pro, or uh, no, um, Prime probably also has it to rent. Um, My Octopus Teacher also on Netflix, and Time is on is on Amazon Prime. So if you're trying to f- watch those or you know kind of get an idea to help you make a educated pick on that. Then that's where you can find those. And then uh, also cover the animated features since I've watched them all. Um, Onwards on Disney Plus. Over the Moon, as I discussed earlier, is on Netflix. Shaun the Sheep uh, movie Farmageddon is on Netflix. Uh, Soul is on Disney Plus. And Wolf Walkers is on Apple TV Plus. So I'll try and um, find out at least uh, for next episode, um, like Best International, like a. Best foreign language film. I'll try and get those. And then ones like the live action shorts, which I know are kind of hard to find, and animated shorts. I'll try and have those for y'all next week. So, uh, trailers, new, as we discussed earlier in the ups- at the beginning of the episode, uh, a new Suicide Squad tra- Red Band trailer. Um, I believe we posted it on our group page. And uh, Stowaways, uh, boy, that's also going to be, I think that's a Netflix movie um, that's coming out. Uh, yeah, Stowaway on a Mission to Mars sets off a series of unintended consequences. So basically you don't know if he accidentally got got stuck in the ship pre-launch or if he personally hit in there to sabotage so um starring anna kendrick daniel day kim tony collette um shamir anderson so star uh directed by joe penna comes out see april 22nd on netflix so looks interesting and then just 
uh, released today was the trailer for Wrath of Men, or sorry, Wrath of Man, uh, Guy Ritchie's new movie, latest movie. Uh, the plot follows H, a cold and mysterious character working at a cash truck company responsible for moving hundreds of millions of dollars around the Los Angeles each week. Starring Jason Statham. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Scott Eastwood, so not quite a Fast and Furious team, but getting there. <laughs> Almost. Um, little nobody. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Donovan from Burn Notice. Josh Hartnett. wonder where he's been. Uh, oh, Holt McCallany. Uh, and freaking Post Malone, dude. All right. <laughs> so, I was, um, so you got Jason Statham, who's actually been in a Fast and Furious movie, and Scott Eastwood, who's been in a Fast and Furious like movie. <laughs> no, he, like, he, well, he's also been he's been in the last two Fast and Furious. He's a little nobody. Oh, he was. Oh, yeah, oh, really? He was. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Good try to. Oh man, yeah. almost had. That's it's a little nobody from. Uh, I think he's first one he was in was a uh, Furious Seven. Mm-hmm. And he was in the last one too. No, so I haven't watched the last one yet. That's, uh, that's one I haven't watched yet. That's on my list though. I plan shame. on doing it. For sure. I might do. I might take care of that this week. Since Even York's seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just felt like the seventh one was like, man, that's that's cool. We're we're good. And then they come out with the trailer for the next one. No, stop. <laughs> do your spinoffs now. Can't, can't <laughs> stay stop away from the, Like stay with they, stay away from the main show. We're good. <laughs> uh, can't stop. Won't stop. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so that'll be good, you know. Is if Guy Ritchie kind of goes, kind of sticks, kind of like what he did with uh, Lord, the last one he did. I forget. Or I forgot the title. The I gentleman. Picture. Huh? The gentleman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If he sticks with that one. I think it'll be all right. And kind of maybe move the pace a little bit quicker than it. gentleman had too much downtime. I I think so. But I think he'll be all right. I think it'll be good. Stay them will help keep it, hopefully keep it fast moving. No pun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I think that's all I got. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, Friday is uh, Godzilla versus Kong in theaters, provided they're, depending on which ones are open or opening, reopening regal wise. Yeah. And uh, yeah. HBO Max. So. Sure to be entertaining, not expecting much. Let's put it yeah, that way. Yeah, it's just a battle of big monsters, man. Yep. <laughs> it's just, big just go in, have fun. Yep, let's not worry about plot. No. No, it's just like, this happens, that happens. Oh, Godzilla, that happened. Oh, King Kong, they're fighting. Cool. <laughs> I, may, I hope, hopefully the acting will be as stiff as it's been the past couple. Yeah. Because that's, that's going to be a thing that's going to get me. Like just, just stay away from humans. Just yeah, cut, get get like reactions. Oh my god! And then that's it. Yeah, that's all yeah. I need. That's it. That's all I need. To <laughs> Let's just have a two-hour fest of of action, fighting and exactly. buildings exploding and you know, Godzilla breath and King Kong growls. Just yep. yeah, just do that. <laughs> that's all we need. All right, my friend. Well, I hope you have a good week. I hope all our listeners have an awesome weekend. Weather holds up for everybody. Yes. <laughs> yes. For sure. Uh, you have a nice, enjoyable, chill week. 
until Friday, and then all hell's going to break loose on screen. Yeah, <laughs> right. And that's fine. And yeah. that's because it'll be entertaining, and that's all we need. So, alrighty. Well, I guess uh, we will hopefully talk to y'all next week. Yes. Till then. Deuces. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.